Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, of course, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and if we weren't natural enemies and you weren't actually trying to steal my hunk for existing, I might actually like you. (laughs) And I'm Carter. Glad you're here, Bella. Maybe we can get a break from Jake's obsessive inner chunk. I wish chunk would call i wish chunk wouldn't call maybe i should chunk bella maybe i should chunk bella and hang up (laughs) all right you can chunk up now (laughs) wow scene scene wow yeah movie film franchise that was beautiful does you hunk you yeah let's talk about that explain i'm the hunk because this week courtesy of the united states postal service uh actually courtesy of fedex i received a package uh, full of things that I enjoy. I got a t-shirt that I like a lot. But more than that, something that has caught me by surprise is I got an hourglass. Whose? Oh. Whose glass? Yeah, ours. It belongs to us. I got hourglass in the mail. Finally. It's on my desk. and I've been holding I, on to that joke for a few minutes. <laughs> and I really like it. I've discovered that I like hourglasses. What do you think you like about them? That I, I don't know. It, for me, it's it's the the kind of natural break of it because I... Work, my job is a minute at a time. My job is 100% behind a desk. So I do a minute on, minute off, minute on, minute off. Not really, but I like Dude, to that'd be crazy. Sch- schedule those little breaks where it's like, I'm going to sit like back and like br- give my eyes a break from the computer screen. And Do you enjoy, would you, you're more of an hourglass guy now than I ever was, but <laughs> I'm so deep in it now. Like, is it a flip or a turn to do it again? Like to also, to, to put that new hour on, to put on a fresh hour. Like what is, what do you call that? Like that uh, process. I'd say flipping? it's a flip. A flip, yeah. Do you enjoy the flip of your new minute hourglass? So much. More than Ooh. the movie we're about to review. I enjoy many things more than this particular <laughs> flip. Guys, this is practically an art film. What are you talking about? Guys. Guys. I will say, me? though, that first flip is so satisfying because it, it mine's magnetic. And so oh, cool. it all falls down onto the magnet and starts to build the little stalagmites. Okay, so that's actually really cool. It's really cool. I have one. Remember how we had a really cool. lengthy joke about stalagmites? Is that coming to y'all? Like we made it into a Pokemon? Yep. Oh, my gosh. We super it? did that. When was that? Was that during The Hobbit? You have moments like these. When we were so this young. This is like your 72nd episode ever. Yeah. We so that's young. also crazy. Yeah. Not for me, though. I've only been here for... Some of us have been here for a long time. You've been here since day one. I've had to flip my hourglass many times. My family's been in the apartment. Like in podcast years, y'all are like 110. Wow. Wow. And I'm just a Bella in here trying to decide who do I love more. Bella. Bella. Jordan or Doge? What team am I on? Let's face it. I am hotter than him. Oh, my gosh. Team Adam all the way. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Um, All right. Well, I guess it's time. To, to talk about this, this yeah, to be done. Let's rate this movie. I guess it's time to talk about this movie, huh? Yeah, yeah. And this movie is called Twilight, Twilight Eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah. Should we have been saying the Twilight Saga? I, I was started. Just I started that. to say it. So let's just do it again. 
But let the listener have both of these lines. You vote. Vote, if vote on what's your favorite. Team Twilight Eclipse or Team Twilight Let's Saga Let's just take it back Eclipse. from the beginning. Um, hey, guys. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My so I got this hourglass. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It's time yeah, to talk awesome. about this movie. And the movie is called... The Twilight Saga, Saga chapter, chapter, chapter three, three. The one, one called, called Eclipse. Oh, yeah, I like that one better. It felt uh, more natural. I was in half of that one because I got lost. <laughs> no, it felt better. I liked Does, that you one. You know what? Do you ever just kind of dissect a word and be like, that sounds weird? Yeah. Like obey is really strange. Yeah. Like obey. Eclipse. Eclipse sounds like a, an electronic clip of some kind. That Do you remember Hit Clips? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> That's why I'm thinking. Do you that. remember those? It had like one song. Mm-hmm. It had yep. like 30 seconds of one song on it. You're right. You just popped it into that thing. Like you could get what, it from McDonald's. Probably is technically the legal amount that they could have. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had one of Jesse McCartney's first band, Dream Street, their title track, Dream Street, where they would sing Oh Baby Down on Dream Street. And uh, I played that just one. the best parts of it. Yeah, I played that one a few times. <laughs> what would be the worst 30-second part of one of your favorite songs? Have you ever thought about that? Interesting. That would be like, I know what song this is, but they could have chosen the better. radio fade at the end. I think would be yeah, pretty just tough. Fade just out wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the beginning of Dirty Pop, they could uh, just sort of loop the record scratch. Oh, so if it started, gross. it was just like Dirty Pop. Like 28 seconds. Hey, I noticed that we have a responsibility that we're running from, and that is to talk about the Twilight Saga Chapter 3, the part in which Bella. Eclipses. I don't need you to counsel me. I pay a lot of money for that every week to go to somebody professionally who does that. So maybe don't come at me like you, you just, know what's Your best. counselor just texted me and was like, <laughs> he hey, said, let's hey, start hey, talking Jordan, about it. Jordan's got to talk about this bad film. Okay. I can help us get started with a big question. Okay. Uh, when we talked about synopsis, Twilight right? New Moon, was that the most recent one? Yep. We talked about how worthless it was to the overall story. Yep. Do we think this is even more worthless to the overall story? But big time. Yep. And I Bubba big time. I think that'll come out when I synopsis. Synopsis. I, I think the biggest problem is that Doge hasn't given us a synopsis. I yet. do this all the time. Doge. Take your rightful place at the right hand of the king. And give us a synopsis. Give us a synopsis. I'm sorry I jumped in. So ahead. this is uh this is not my original work. I do have to cite an IMDB contributor. But I have chosen this particular contributor because of one fascinating connection. This IMDb contributor is named Leslie Cullen. (gasps) No. Leslie Cullen writes. Nope. After the vote about... uh, Look on my phone screen. I'm sure that... Dude, it's real. It's on his phone screen. I'm sure that that's what it says. It's real. But that's not real. She's a vamp, dude. (gasps) After the vote about her becoming immortal... Bella realizes graduation isn't too far away and starts to panic, period. But she has bigger problems arising. Her feelings for Jacob, his feelings for her, and Victoria, period. The vampire who is trying to take revenge on her for Edward killing her James, no, period. I think, I think that's a mistake. I think that was in the last episode. No, last- no, it was the first one. Was it in the first one? No, it was... Oh, it's all three. It's you guys, yeah. every you guys kind so of blazed. You guys kind of blazed over the best part of this. Oh, sorry. The, the, the final thing of this is... It's a sentence, and I'm using air quotes around that. And it just says, the vampire who is trying to take revenge on her for Edward killing her James. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Edward killed the crap out of Victoria's James. Dang. She killed his James. <laughs> but I remember James when Kong. she first sees him, and Ed's like, like to try and like provoke Ed. her. To try and provoke her, he starts, singing, he starts singing that song we all know so well. Yeah. I killed your James. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's yeah. a great s- song. I kill your James and you have come here to kill me because I kill your James. <laughs> but yeah, Victoria is building a vampire army in Seattle, a newborn army to come destroy the Collins because they Victoria. killed it's her an James. army of like 15 people. Yeah. Bryce, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Victoria. Why? Yeah. How why did that is she happen? in this movie? Do you know why her name is Dallas? She was born here. No. She was conceived here. She was conceived here. All of Ron in Howard's the studio. kids, their middle What's names the are, are the city they were conceived in. That is gross. I, mean, I guess it's a good thing it wasn't like Lubbock. It's like a different kind of creative, right? It's like, that's creative. <laughs> but Ron creative, Howard but- conceived? Opie? No. Bryce, happy, happy days? Bryce Washington <laughs> District of Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing about... This. We, we were joking around before we gave the synopsis, and it wasn't a joke, I understand that. But we were talking about 
how this story has nothing to do with, like, it doesn't affect anything. And here's mm. what I'm realizing. It's because mm. there's not a story here. Yeah. There yeah, isn't one. The story's been done out. since the first movie. I've never seen it happen so fast, but there's a lot of great shows um, that uh, there's varying opinions on, like, seasons and seasons in. It's like, that was good until season four. And then it just went haywire. They didn't know what to do. They the, were just trying the to The Walking money. Dead effect, where it's like, at Walking the beginning, Dead, this yes. is a game changer. This is incredible. Yeah, and then I the longer it goes. I personally think Lost was kind of like that for yeah. me, too. The last two or three seasons, I was like, please stop. Fringe yeah. got it that way, too. Ended, yeah, it should have ended here. The, but I feel like the, the, the last two movies have been what should have been the epilogue of the first movie dragged oh, yeah. on for five hours. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this happened halfway through the first movie, it went haywire. Right. Yeah. It was like, oh... No, Stop. These no, really these really feel like you guys remember when we were younger and Disney did all those like direct to video sequels? I do. This feels like like Tarzan 2 or like Bambi 2, where it's like right. this is like the story's over. This is just a direct to video sequel. You're just supposed to get like feelings from seeing old characters. I'm just supposed exactly. to spend money to watch people I've kind of become familiar with. Exactly. And yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. This now. movie did make less money than anything. New Moon. It only made six hundred and ninety eight million dollars. I really I'm realizing how little I remember about these because I, I I was pretty confident that there was nowhere to go but up after New Moon. Man, no, that we're I was wrong. We're not. Mm-mm. I guess. Uh, how's the movie open again? What happens? Oh, it's the guy that gets turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley. Riley Byers, Bowers, Beers. Riley Beers. Oh, worthless Riley. Yeah. Doesn't so, need to be here. Nope. Sure doesn't. He gets turned. He's a newborn. Yep. We discover their strength pretty soon. Yep. But uh, one <laughs> of my, mean, my one and only notes that I made, and then I was just so over it, I stopped taking notes. <laughs> so, Jordan, I'm so glad you're here to guide us through. Well, I only have notes starting in one particular scene. Great. So. Um, like, they're trying to talk, and it, it might have been in their pansy field that they always go to. Yeah, that sure. it's The great thing about Forks, Washington is it's always springtime and yeah. always winter. Anyways, yeah. they go it's out like there Narnia. and... <laughs> But so much worse. She's Always like, spring, she's but like, never graduation. <laughs> she's like, Ed, I can't talk about this stuff. I'm working on my English final. Okay. So, Bella, you've decided really what's going to happen with the rest of your life is you've put a date on when you're going to be bitten by a vampire and turned. A, why are you yeah. worried about an English final? Yeah, why does that matter? B, your boyfriend has taken it 83 times. Yeah. Just have him. Yeah, he could probably hook you up. Yeah. He was there when English was invented. Yeah. What's going on? And he has such a good command of the language. <laughs> he really does. No one knows English <laughs> as good as Edward. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 basically, it, we start and... <laughs> the whole episode is us just like... <laughs> Bella's grounded and dad's like... Pig our way through. Dad's like, <laughs> you're grounded for a reason, Bella. I need you to understand that. We're here. Charlie is my super pump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Charlie, <laughs> whenever... Uh, for the six seconds he's on screen for this dude, movie? Dude, he's great in this. I feel... I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting, but I feel that that actor is just as done with this franchise's crap as <laughs> we are. Yeah, I hear you. Like he whenever, does have that vibe about him, doesn't he? Whenever... Uh, he's funny. Bella says something about Edward, and he's just, he literally says the line, Great. Awesome. That makes me super happy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. like that's exactly everybody. how I feel, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, there was a point in this movie while I was watching it where I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is this is the twilight that broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm really genuinely excited to finish back. this series because I can't <gasps> wait to see where this goes. It's the vampire that broke the werewolf's back. Is that one of their tribe stories? Probably. Oh, interesting. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so there's <laughs> basically we we just get a lot of scenes of like oh, I want to be a vampire not till graduation it's almost graduation it is almost graduation there's an army forming in Seattle is there one I don't know let's find out murders like that's the first yeah, half of this movie for real right? nothing happens some random Voltori mess around yeah <laughs> like, like watching so, and not watching and so they take. I don't even know really where to go. Like they go on a trip. About- they plane. They plane trip down to oh, Arizona yeah. to see mommy. No, that's Florida. The- yep. Yep. They go to Florida to see mommy. <laughs> they're on the beach in Arizona. And they're in a backyard. First of all, yeah. backyards I think exist. Arizona everywhere. has a beach, does it not? Or is Mexico right under Arizona? They have backyards. 
I know that. I know that much for certain. Any any yard can be a beach if you dig a big enough hole. Any backyard can be a any yard can be a backyard. If it's one you of my change favorite lines from this movie. <laughs> any yard can be a beach if you dig a big enough hole. If you dig a dig enough hole. Oh man. Oh. If you're one, if you're listening at home and going, why does this episode feel so directionless? Welcome to Twilight Eclipse. Twilight yeah. the Eclipse. So in the backyard, mom's basically like, your boyfriend's weird. Uh, he kind of looks like he wants to die for you. And Bella's like, yeah, that, he's just intense. And she's like, okay, here's his blanket. Yeah. I did think, I mean, that's an interesting direction to take this movie. Like, I, I think this, that kind of conflict within Bella, that's where the last movie should have gone. Yeah. Because like, she's decided to become a vampire. And she'd pretty much decided that by the end of Twilight 1. So Twilight 2 needs to be Bella saying, do I really want to be a vampire? Because it means I have to say goodbye to all these people that I love. But that doesn't work because the only relationship that she actually has is Edward. Like she's forsaken Jessica and like all of her other friends at school. Man, imagine showing up to shoot scenes for this movie, but you're Anna Kendrick. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do today? Oh, Anna Kendrick, you get the worst valedictorian speech I've ever heard. And and it ends basically like how every movie high school graduation and real high school graduation yeah, speech ends where it's, like, where it's like, we're adults now. But you're not. It's so strange. Yeah. Where do we go from here? We are struggling in this yeah, studio this to rough. talk about this movie. This and, and I'm struggling specifically because... Most of the interesting stuff happens over halfway through this hey, movie, and I don't want to jump all the way to nah, halfway through this movie. Let's just take a step. Let's take a step out of body. Yeah. And just look at us in this podcast room and say, who's in control here? Who's in control of where this goes? Edward. No, we are. Oh, yeah. Of like the podcast. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So yeah. let's just talk about the interesting stuff. Okay, man. Anybody else wants to hear about the non interesting stuff? Do we want to stuff? hear another synopsis? Maybe that'll help us. Like, yeah, kind of I'd love to hear another synopsis. This one's written by Gemma. This one's written by Gemma from England. And this is a deep dive, it takes us back to the beginning. Isabella Swan was a normal teenage girl in a normal world until she met Edward Cullen and Jacob Black. Since then, she has been up against a sadistic vampire, the Volturi, and an angry werewolf, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) But what lies ahead is... is, Gosh. Angry werewolf, Paul. Paul. Who is Paul? But what lies ahead... I'm being genuine. Who is Paul? I have no idea who Paul is. (laughs) That was the angry one. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) But what lies ahead is something only Edward's brother, Jasper Hale, can help the Collins with. A newborn vampire army created by a revenge-ridden Victoria for what Edward did to her mate, James. Mate for mate, as Victoria sees it. But what she doesn't know is the Collins have a secret on their side. They're vampires. (laughs) (laughs) With graduation coming fast, Bella gets more and more worried about becoming immortal in the fight. But the real question is, who will she choose? So that maybe is the real question. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk about something. I want to spend some time on it. Um, I really struggled to find a super dump, not because I couldn't find one, but because I had so many options. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of options for super dumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my options for super dumps was the fact that the the love triangle is so false. Yes, um, it's not my super dump, but but the the whole like. I know that she has feelings for me. I'm a, van- I'm a werewolf, and I know that she's just not letting herself admit that she has feelings for me. Like, yeah. she doesn't. She super duper does not. There but is nothing in this story. But she does, though. Because she's manipulative. No, Edward read her mind. She, she loves Jacob. Edward too. can't read her Wait, mind. Is Belle the manipulative one, or oh. Edward and Jacob the manipulative ones? They're, everybody's manipulative. Everybody's trash. And the only That's person true. who's not trash in this whole story is Carlisle. Carlisle. He's yep. the only person in this whole story with any redeeming. Well, and and it's just a dad world. We're just all living in it, but it's a dad world here because Charlie and and Carlisle, <laughs> the Twilight Saga dad, or as I like to ship them, Charlisle R. are R. the Clearwater. only. Clearwater, you were also a dad. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the dads, but they they're the only people doing anything redeemable in this yeah, whole story. Exactly, every main character we have is trash, like as a person. Yeah. They're all manipulative and selfish and whiny, and I'm over it. And, uh, okay, I want to talk about a few things here. Yeah, that's why we have it. I want to talk about Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, please. Once again, and he's my super pump for this movie. Again, is that all three? I don't think so, but maybe. I don't you remember. Cheater. 
And it's because I can't get over how much of a missed opportunity Carlisle is as a character. Yes. I can't exactly. get past it. That's the interesting thing. So is that a super dump? No. Okay. He, right. he is my super pump just for existing. Because I, I am so excited when Jacob is injured and Carlisle comes up and is like, we got to get him somewhere fast. Like his advanced bone regeneration is going to kick in and they're not set right. We got to get him down. Yeah. And then he comes out. He's like, the worst is past. I gave him morphine, but he's going to absorb it because of his heat. I'm going to put him yeah. on a drip. Like once again, vampire doctor is the coolest thing in this whole story. It is it's really very cool. cool. Vampire doctor making a truce with the leader of a werewolf tribe That's to amazing. save his son. That's such a cool story. And yeah. we don't see hardly any of it. Nope. And it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm I'm just sitting here infuriated that we're gr- grazing past. That's not even a phrase, but we're you grazing past this for cows. Awesome story. Yeah, yeah. For the even sake of still, this awful, there's awful. A, love there's other missed opportunities too, though, because we spend a lot of time in this movie. For some reason, this is the one where we want to have flashbacks of how all of the Cullens became vampires. Also interesting. I agree. Each of those flashbacks is more interesting than what we were seeing. Like Rosalie's flashback is very interesting. And I would And it gives some sympathy for her dude, character. I would love like a slasher horror movie of the vampire bride or something where it's Rosalie coming back and killing each of yeah. the men who like that's incredible. Now, or even Jasper's whole deal. Like, that's so interesting. You're you're bringing me to an interesting point here. I do want to say something about Jasper's vision really quick. Initially, I read this on IMDb. Initially, Kristen Stewart was playing the third wife. <laughs> And the directors were like, this is unintentionally comedic. So they cut her scenes from Jasper's flashback. Wait, what? Yeah. They had her playing like a th- the third the third vampire who was manipulating him. For some reason, somebody thought that was a good idea. But the directors were like, this accidentally makes our movie funny. So how does it make cut it this funny? Out. Maybe she was so bad at it. I don't understand at all. I have no idea. But anyway, I just thought that was like a... Kind of maybe a peek behind the curtain of we don't really know what we're doing. We're just throwing a lot of spaghetti. So I want to talk about Jasper. Please. Yep. First off, his Texas accent just started mid, not even in this movie. Yeah. Midway through Halfway this through movie, the movie was the first time he had Texas. any accent. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the whole series. Yep. And it's big. It's big. It's a big Texas accent. It's big. It's 10 gallons of Texas accent. Here's the thing. <laughs> We've established in this story that Jasper is the most recently turned Vampire, uh, right? No, that's wrong. We've been referring to it as him being the most recently turned. He's the most recently vegetarian to vampire. Uh, okay. He's the most recently Cullen to vampire. Are we sure those? about this? Yes, yeah. because he has generations and generations of eating people. Yeah. And now they've got him and Carlisle's like, hey, there's a better way. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Which is tough, but that's, that's the truth. Like he was eating people until he met Alice. Because Rosalie was turned in like whatever the 20s or so the 40s. So that's why he was that having such a hard time not okay. going after Bella's blood. I was confused because I, I thought too. that he was the most recently turned and then it clearly showed that he was like 100 years Right, that's what we referred to before as too, Rosalie a couple even. episodes. Yeah. That's how we understood it the last Okay, episodes. that makes a lot more sense. He was turned, but not in the way that... Yeah. Okay. Why did they make him a Confederate soldier? I don't know. So here's my... The whole Jasper thing is my super pump. Okay. But in a way that might not be normally associated with a super pump. Okay. It's a super pump to me just because I I really did think maybe there's some cool elements to it. I thought overall it was pretty ridiculous. And the Texan yeah. accent oh, yeah. led the way. Sure. Was the flagship product for Jasper's backstory. As soon as Taylor Lautner existed so much in New Moon and took his shirt off, from then on I was viewing this as a B-movie series that has a lot of money. Okay. It has a $70 million budget. It essentially is. So things like Jasper's background, that he was a Confederate soldier that was taken down by these three, like, weird, I don't know, Hispanic vampires and, like, fought for... It's so weird. That's my super pump because of how ridiculous it was. I loved every minute. Yeah. I was like, this is... Because I'm sitting in this weird twilight zone of... ooh. Wow, I didn't mean to do that. That was interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's for unpack all, that. <laughs> for all the meanings of it, but I was sitting in this twilight zone of people, like $700 million got spent to see this. And like, yeah. people probably watched it more than once. And this was a part of it. Like this crazy thing that's happening right now yeah. is a part of a mega franchise. And it blew my mind. And I was like, touche. 
Who yeah. knows? I don't know. You can do whatever you want right now. There's like there's a sci-fi original movie franchise. That's exactly with, what I thought. Within this franchise, yeah. with with three films: Confederate Vampire, Vampire Bride, and Vampire MD. Doctor Vampire. Yeah. Doctor Acula. But that's gosh, that's, that's scrubs a good joke. one. It's a scrubs joke. Okay, I okay. didn't do it myself. Okay. It's Thank a scrubs joke. But my super pump is Jasper and everything. I think that's fair. I enjoyed Jasper in this movie more than any other. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so strange to me that we have, within the same movie, we have long, drawn-out scenes. of uh, Apparently, relationships are just lounging together on the same flat surface and yeah. talking. Because that's all that Edward and Bella do. That's all my marriage is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But that's all that Edward and Bella do. They're just always, like, laying on something and talking. That's it. But within the same movie that we have so much of nothing happening, we also have the singular worst training montage I've ever watched in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, it's bad. That's my super dump. Okay. Okay. Is the Why? training montage. Because I've seen so many movies that aren't even good movies at least pull this off well. Yeah. Uh, good movies like Mulan. Sure. Training montage. Perfect. Love training it's montage the first thing that came to my mind as well. It's like uh, Not Rocky. <laughs> Hook, training montage, about yep. to go fight the pirates finally. Like, things like that. Gosh, I love Someone Hook. has gift-wrapped for you. Let's just use one of the easiest tropes ever. Yeah. Make because it Because cool. who does that bad? Twilight. Twilight is I, a bad. It is, if it had not been confirmed before, the team that made this movie doesn't know anything about movies. I don't think, I yeah. don't think they They've know never seen one before. anything about a good movie. Yeah. They've never they, seen one. The editor changed halfway through production. Did yeah. you did y'all see that? They brought in the editor from Twilight One to work on this because the studio didn't like this editor's cut of the movie. Um, but this it really does feel like a movie that's Frankenstein together, but like by a by Another a, if Doctor Frankenstein was very bad at Frankensteining things. Sure, right now it, within this training montage though there is so first of all why were the wolves there? They just watched. They didn't ever train. They didn't yeah. really train. Yeah. And and the the advice that Jasper gave was like, in order to be a good fighter, fight good. Yeah, it was that bad. was don't, the training. Don't let them get their arms around you. Like, They'll what's the difference? You. Like, oh, so it's only newborns that you shouldn't turn your back to yeah. in a fight. Yeah, is that How about not don't turn everybody? your back to anybody in any fight? What are you yeah. teaching me that you wouldn't? It's so strange. Yeah. But in this fight scene, in this montage, there's something cool. There's a there's a Prove vampire it. sparkle. Alice fighting, the concept of her already knowing everything that's going to happen yeah, is so interesting You know what? I me. need to catch that. We focus on, like, we spend, I think we've spent the past three movies focusing on the least interesting characters in this ensemble cast. Yeah, I completely agree. Because what's happened is we're better writers than anything else involved. And so this gives us the mo most wiggle room to write. <laughs> and so we're making it better because we just really like what we do. <laughs> you know, it's like... I don't know. It's just way more interesting. I just, I feel like Alice as a fighter should be unparalleled. Yeah. And she kind of was in the training when her and Jasper were fighting. And like, I honestly, their, their moment in the montage was kind of cool because it was very playful. Yeah. And um, she was like one step ahead and was constantly dodging out of the way of everything he did enough to get behind him at mm -hmm. one point. Yeah. And it was like, yes, that's, that's how she so should cool. fight. Because yeah. she already knows what's gonna, she knows how it's gonna go down. Yep, and I love that. I think I that is so that. interesting. I do love that. Is Twilight basically Seinfeld? Explain is it just movies about me. nothing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say so. There's probably. more plot development in Seinfeld than in Twilight. Sure. Well, see, fair. okay, so there's. <laughs> I'm just trying to throw some no, wrenches in there. I mean, there is there is something to this though. Like, I don't know. I think it's entirely too long. Like it's the movie's two hours long. Yeah, but I think there is that element of the the story of there's an army coming. We have to make a deal with the werewolves to protect Bella. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Yes. Sure. Yeah. But I our movie and our movie thinks it's about that, but but, it's not. but we don't give enough time at all to talk about that. Right. We don't, and I don't think there's any more that you need to do. To let me know that Bella and Edward love each other. So For much. real. Yes. For yes. real. It's like the movie's trying to convince us that Guys, it's real. Yes. Because it spends so much time on that. When she kisses Jake, it just makes her look like the biggest she-wolf. Yes. Ever. Yeah, yeah, That I'm and like... Jake, Jake comes they, across as the worst possible character, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he is. But he also comes across as it. But to be fair, he's Explain the only one with an the, excuse. I, I know why they did it. No, maybe I don't know why they did it this way. But like just Jake carrying her through the woods. That was like not as a wolf. 
Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why didn't she ride Could on his back? Could they not afford to do that? I don't know. Here's the thing. They shot it another way. <laughs> he was pushing her in a cart. And they were like, this actually looks funny. Taylor, can you carry her? And he was like, yeah, I'm very strong. I have karate muscles. And so <laughs> he picked her up. But they, they it actually- would help if I, can we write in a musical weapon for me to have right now? <laughs> Maybe I could have any boom whackers I could lift, like I lift her up on some boom whackers. Uh, but- They put, wait, he was pushing her in a cart? Like, like a, a shopping e. cart? Like a wheelbarrow, <laughs> like oh, up the mountain. Goodness. And they were like, this is unintentionally comedic. There are two different IMDb trivias that use the phrase Guys, unintentionally comedic. But it's comedic. right in front of them. Not to mention it was written, so who knows how it was written. But, like, have her ride the wolf. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and they probably wanted that conversation to happen. It can happen when he gets there. Yeah. How it's okay. bad yeah. would it have been if they had decided, let's just have the wolf talk like Taylor Lautner? <laughs> Giant wolf. And then, like, Bella, I don't think that you should yes. be in love with Edward. How Bella. bad would that have been? And let's talk about the... It's it's crazy because it, it really transported me back to 10th grade. Okay. I happen to be... Um, I, I, so I walked in on my girlfriend at the time and she was uh, petting another guy behind the ears. Mm, yeah. <laughs> really awkward. <laughs> and I was like, are you cheating on me? Are you petting him And right his, his his right leg was up by his the back. He's just, <laughs> he's just like, how stupid was that scene? Yeah, that was horrible. She's just petting him. That's weird. Yeah. Yep. That's weird. Yep. That's the whole so the whole like like alternating sharing protection duties of Be- of almost said of Becca. I'm in stuck in like bachelor drama mode. Of, oh yeah. Of Bella. Uh is weird. It's very weird. So um the mountaintop with the tent and our three love leads. Here it is. This is the point. Is uh it's something big for me. But uh, we're going to get to that in a second. Oh, cliffhanger. Because it's time right now for shout announcements. It's the time to do some shout outs and announcements. I've listened to the episodes. We've got music that transitions us right now. Yeah, it's me. Are you hearing the actual like music though? I just sang it. Okay. Okay. You keep doing it. (laughs) Well, it's time for some shout outs. And uh, I've got the two most important ones right here in my pocket. Let me go ahead and pull them out. Oh, there they are. The I first, see them. yeah, physical. There they are. That's the paper. Never noticed I'm you did that. Wow. So uh, the first group that we want to shout out is the Wax Space. The Wax. Hello, space. the Wax Space. Thank you, the Wax Space. We're in you right now. Wax Space is where Casa de Chunk resides. It's where yeah. we record. They are. There's actually a tour coming by now to see Casa de Chunk. Hey guys, it's becoming hey, a really popular hey, spot. Everyone. And we're going to eat them like the Volturi. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be awesome. It'll be great. But uh, Wax Space is kind enough to let us use their space to record in. It is an awesome location if you have some work to get done and need a place to do it. Uh, check them out online. Check out their social media and swing by. Come, come, give it a, give it a try. A lot of swings. Lot there of is swings. actually a massive tire swing. There is a huge tire so swing. That's actually very real. Yeah, five people big. Um, the other thing we're sitting on it right now. <laughs> the other shout out that we have is for Podbean. Podbean is the service that hosts our podcast. We do pay them money, and yet, I am still thankful. Thank you, Podbean, <laughs> for being the best hosting service we've ever had. I have a specific shout out for one Maggie Niederhauser. She's been a lot of fun as she listens through almost all of our series. She's a she's a massive like official chunky for sure. And so she'll text me a lot. Uh, our most recent conversation was she really cannot believe that I don't hate Kristen Stewart in this movie as much as I hate Taylor Lautner because I get it. And and that's something that I think I've prefaced as yeah. okay, I know this isn't a popular opinion. I don't think she's the worst. I really don't. I but also don't think she's the worst. I think Taylor Lautner is much worse than her. I agree. I do too. And so it's been fun to hear from her. She says there's a lot of times when she's at work, she's got the old air AirPod beans in, you know. Yeah. And nice. Uh, nice. we'll just kind of be chuckling. I love that we can help make people laugh. Yeah. Chunk, more like chunkling. Um, so, yeah. you, if you've got, if you've got opinions that. about our movies, <laughs> if you've got opinions about the movies that we review... Uh, don't hesitate to share them with us. You can DM us on Instagram, DM us on Twitter, uh, drop us an email at twochunksandahunk at gmail.com. Go to twochunksandahunk.com backslash contact. Basically what I'm saying is if you want to get in touch with us- We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And it's so easy. There's a million ways to do it. And we need more- newborn chunklets. Mm, we do. They're stronger at the beginning. They're so, so strong. much stronger. And they're so like, if I was to put, yeah, if I was to start and, and, and make an army, start and make and put an army, it would be of newborn subscribers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And please help us do that. And really, though, 
it's kind of selfish to start keeping all this content to yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that kind of like, that's why I try and really just share it to anybody. Hmm. Just anybody I see on the street. Hey, can I see your phone? Some people have like pepper sprayed me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, choose wisely. I've who been you're going to go randomly be like, yeah, grab the phone from somebody. Because, you know, I see people's phones out all the time. Why not just grab it? You don't need it for that 30 seconds it takes to go find us and subscribe and review. Right. Um, but yeah, that's it. I wish you guys would subscribe and die. I mean, oh, ooh, subscribe if you don't subscribe. Wow. Wow. That's, that's harsh. A lot. That's harsh. Anger makes me creative. <laughs> Very creative. <it laughs> so appears. creative. The last thing that we want to toss your way during shout announcements is rate and review us, please. Yeah. Please. So please. The so we are on our knees begging thee to please. The ra- you're still going to me. The ratio of reviews to how many times I know our podcast has been listened to, which, hey, look behind behind the candelabra, mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm, the curtain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tens of thousands. Yes. But we're not quite there on the reviews yet. I know you can do it. It's really easy. I believe in you. Go yeah. review us and rate us. If we reach 200 reviews, then we're eligible to apply to Rotten Tomatoes to be Rotten Tomatoes certified critics, which at least for me, is like dream come true yeah. scenario. Oh, yes. yeah. And it's it's not, we don't live in the kind of world where you can often make people's dreams come true for free. Yeah. Right? But this is free. And, this is free. Our, and it's our dreams. Are and you can though? make them. When you wish upon, upon a star, upon a five-star review, your dreams Ooh. will take you very far. That was said to me by my grandmother. <laughs> we get to go home now, right? Yeah, this is the end of the podcast. Cool. Oh, wait. Oh, no. No, no. We still have to talk about the top of the mountain and everything else that happens. That's right. It's back to the podcast because shout announcements are done. So here we are, the top of the mountain. We're here. We're back. We're in the tent. Yep. Guys, (laughs) everything that happens on top of the mountain is my super dump. Yep. It is all, it is the culmination of this false love triangle that we have built where it just makes no sense and it's just dumb. And everything that we are forced to sit through in this hurts my soul in a way that I wasn't prepared for. We have Bella freezing because nobody thought, hey, it might be cold up here. Does So would Edward spooning with her make her colder? Maybe. Maybe? Is he colder than cold? cold. Yeah. He's ice cold? <laughs> what's, what's cooler than being cool? But... We get the most childish, dumb interaction between our two male leads in this tent. And it's just, the one I'm most disappointed in here is Edward. Yeah. Because he's over 100 years old. He yeah, should not, not be 16. resorting to this petty, dumb stuff. Yeah. So as we're talking I'm about this scene, I'm realizing that this, are you guys familiar with the Bechtel test? No. Uh, it's something that says for a work of fiction to be truly representative and gender inclusive, Two women must talk to one another about something other than a man. Sometimes the requirement is added that the women must be named, but overall, I don't super love that as a as a litmus test for how right how representative a piece of literature is. But the Bechdel test is nonetheless part of the the I guess kind of way to measure stuff like this. This series doesn't pass the reverse Bechdel test. Yeah. Because Jacob and Edward never have a conversation with anybody about anything other yeah. than Bella. Nobody, I think that's 100% right. Nobody yeah. ever has a conversation in this whole series about anything other than Bella, Jacob, or Edward. Exactly. Somehow the three most quote-unquote interesting people in this story are the three most uninteresting people in this story. Yep. Yeah. That we spend so much time only talking about the three lamest characters that exist in this universe. Yep. And it, it's, it culminates in this mountaintop scene that goes on forever— and is just the three planks of wood that they got to play the three main characters. This is rough. And so it at one point in the morning, everybody's done. They're all leaving, and uh, Edward's like, "What? What can I do to fix this?" And Jacob says, "You can't do anything. I can." <laughs> yeah, I can. You can't do anything. I can. Well, okay. I know that seems ridiculous. What that really is, though is a really far-fetched, I'll say. Sure. But deep reference to another kind of werewolf in Underworld, which we've talked about before. <laughs> okay, yes. yeah. I know exactly called, where this is going. They're called the Lycan. Right. Iken. 
I can. Granted, there's better ways he could have yeah, could have thrown that in enough. there over pronunciation, but mm-hmm. so I just wanted to square that away. Why so did Seth? Why did Seth, the youngest werewolf, not get to go fight with the other werewolves? Because he's a chump, and I hate him. Actually, it would have been better if he'd fought with the other werewolves because maybe he would have died. He's little Taylor Lautner. Guys, yeah, he he's Taylito. Te is he the one who said wolf's out of the bag? I don't think so. No. He wasn't he, around. He, this is the first movie he's been in. Yeah. Mm. He's oh, very yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Very bad. Because we just very keep bad. adding characters left and right because apparently this yeah. cast is Werewolf actors are enough. way worse than vampire actors. I know that's tough because overarchingly, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Werewolves with that. are worse. I did actually, I do think it's cool. Like, I do think the fight is cool. And I don't at all. Because of. I think there's cool parts. I think how, like, I even think though the, it doesn't make much sense, but like the ice sculpture heads. Like the punching Actually, off of heads. Cool. I do because of the back. rules of cool. our podcast, cool. I have to super pump on a movie. And so my super pump is going to be the fight. Not because of what it is, but because of what it could be. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a kind of a goodwill hunting thing of like, one day I want to drive by the fight's house and the fight is not there. The fight, the fight come out. The fight's gone. And I can't pick it's it up in, in my things. car. Exactly. It's gone to see about a girl. But... I think there is so much, there's so much cool potential. And there's some things that are actually cool. Like the fact that Seth is on top of the mountain and he's using his his wolf pack telepathy. They're like werewolf hive mind to see what's happening in the battle. And Edward is, Edward is reading his thoughts. So Edward is able to see what's happening in the battle. That's really cool. And yeah. that would feel like a great use of powers if I didn't believe that those powers were added to those characters for that moment specifically. Sure. You know, if that was something that, made sense other places, I would say, oh, great. That's a great way to reincorporate that. It's but, the feeling of like what I said earlier, like the the seasons that kept going when they shouldn't have. I mean, there's tropes like like things are added yeah, that just feel like for sake of some kind of connection or to try and explain something. But all it does is ask more questions. Yeah. Right. Now, one thing I will say that is just so awesome about this fight scene is that the Cullen family all decided to wear their coolest jackets. They were their coolest black outfits. Yeah, they all went home and changed. They said, what's my coolest jacket? Let's put that one on for this fight. <laughs> and uh, I really respect that because I think a lot of people would say, no, I'm going to wear my second or third coolest jacket just in case it gets messed yeah. up because I love this jacket so much. Yeah. Um, but then their first coolest jacket was like, but I'm hotter than you. I can keep you warm. I'm gonna, I like, am. I am hotter than him. I'm going to make up some more trivia. Okay. Because I'm having fun with cool. this. Did you know um, that Zara offered to pay $15 million for a 30-second cut of the fight with the Cullens? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Just because it's, I mean, they used everything that you'd see on the mannequins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just basically a Zara commercial. It's kind of buckly to me, though. Does yeah. it look buckly? It looks a little buckly. That's funny. I made up more trivia. <laughs> Buckle. Out, outbought them and got it themselves. <laughs> That's crazy. Crazy. You mentioned that. That's crazy. Listen, listeners, I want to apologize for all the whiffs right now, but we didn't do this to you. Twilight. Stephanie Meyer did. Twilight did this to you. Twilight Here's, did this to Here you. is something that I think should have happened, as long as we're just talking about ways this movie could have been way better. Um, so we're, we're around the campfire, right? And we hear the werewolf legend of the first time they encountered the cold ones, mm. which... I'm I'm probably not the best person to comment on whether this feels reductive and like racially insensitive, but it do, just something doesn't feel right to me about our Native American ancient spirit warriors. Seems weird. Yeah, I get that. But so we get that story, and and the wife who is not a werewolf, she stabs herself in the belly to distract the werewolf so the wolf can kill. Uh, so the wolf can kill the cold. Seems one. like almost any blood probably probably should have been able to right? cover but that. If what we're saying is werewolves, why don't we change it? Vampires have to be attracted to a fatal wound. They they can smell a fatal wound. So on top of the mountain to distract Bryce Dallas Howard, who is now Victoria. Bella has to give herself a fatal wound. Bella and then stabs be transformed herself. To live. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Bella stabs herself in the belly. She starts to die, and then Edward has to transform. Yeah. Forces his hand. Yeah. Well, if we want to talk about making this movie better, all I could think of in the tent on top of the mountain is imagine a world where instead of Jacob being a douche, <laughs> instead we have Jacob saying something along the lines of like, do you think I want this? Do you think I want to feel this way? I, if I could stop feeling this way about the girl that's in love with you that you're in love with, I would. I just can't. Yeah. That Then all, all of a sudden, oh, he's a person. Oh, we made our character a person on accident. That's awesome. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, I'm better for her than you. You'll never understand how much better for her so than it, you are. So are we am. supposed to believe that he's imprinted on her and he's denying Callie it? Callie said that or, he hasn't. 
I felt like he definitely had. I thought that was the whole thing at the beginning of like, she's like, have you imprinted on anyone? He's like, uh, no. Uh, like, I thought that was like a pretty, yeah. to me, it was like, yeah, definitely. I have. It's you. Oh, yeah, I thought it was too. Um, it kind of feels like a stretch, but so it doesn't feel like Jacob can have Bella. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Uh, what if, I mean, it'd be kind of cool. So what if Bella and Ed have a kid? Oh, I don't know what happens in these. If you spoil anything, I promise I will break your head off like it's made of glass. I didn't know you were that invested in this story. I'm so invested in this story. I'm I'm bought in in a way that really only happened to me because of our Bachelor in Paradise Fantasy League, where I'm like, this is a train wreck. And I, <laughs> I have to see exactly how destroyed the train is okay. by the time it comes to a stop. Fair, Fair enough. That. Fair enough. Jordan, I'm I didn't sorry. say anything. Yeah, I didn't either. So what happens? What happens? The fight happens. The Volturi come and kill that little girl. Oh, gosh. Which sucks. That does suck. And it wasn't... You don't have to put that in there. I think that was there to show us, oh, the Volturi are ruthless. But we already the knew Volturi, they were ruthless because the they all took their hoods matter. off simultaneously. It was synchronized. That was, and that's how we knew they were scary. So dumb, The Volturi dude. don't matter. They don't have that to be in last so movie or this movie. Dumb. Dude, I that thought was it was Power I thought it was Rangers sick, bro. Synchronous. That Dude, was, I thought yeah, it was tight. Um, speaking of things that are Wait, who's her? Okay, wait. I should have super dumped on Dakota Fanning's brother. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Yeah, he's what on he says, he says, well, sister, it's time to make a decision. Time to make a decision, sister. Yeah. I've decided to leave the Cocoa Puff commercial to help make this movie. <laughs> like he just felt like the random kid that's eating cereal yeah. that they don't give lines to just because he looks like a... It's the I love Tatino's like a, a real cereal kid. eater. Yeah. This, this kid's a real what a, what cereal a, what, eater. What a, yeah. So we have, uh, speaking of dumb things, uh, earlier in this movie, we forgot to mention, we have the weirdest revelation to Charlie Swan that uh, Bella still has uh, oh, not man. played Wii Sports before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why she felt the need to be like, just so you know, I've never I've never done it before. Just so you know, Dad, they're not bears. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I just want you to know I'm still a virgin. <laughs> okay, tight. Great. That's good to know, I guess. Sometimes when you get a console, there's a game. And with that game, you have certain controllers. Sure. There's certain buttons to press on that game. It's like that, that's the birds and the bees of Wii yeah. Sports. The A's and the B's. The, the A's and the B's. <laughs> there it is. Oh, very good. Very Let's good. Let's talk about the A's and the B's. But here's the thing. A's, B's, up, down, whatever you want to say. Here's the thing. Konami code however you want. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, just so you know, I'm still a virgin. He's like, okay. And then 12 hours later, she's like, can we please do this? Yeah. <laughs> and Edward, I don't know if we're... I don't know. Whose we're side are we supposed to be on? I know. Because I don't know if we're supposed to be like, good for you, Edward. You want to wait until marriage. But like, there's nothing he could do to redeem himself for me at this point. Right. My Christian boy side's like, hey, Ed. Yeah. Good, good call. Good call. Man, y'all got the suicide thing wrong. But hey, I hear you with your abstinence right now. Yeah. Your Abs celibacy. I'm, I'm abstinence till I die, dude. <laughs> <laughs> celibacy right now. Um, yeah. But I think there's probably people watching that are like, dude, don't be such a downer. Well, my thing is more. Well, and that's the thing. Like, what, why do you care about this all of a sudden? What is the story, story presenting, though? Like, what are we? Are we supposed to say Bella's right to be frustrated with Edward, or are we supposed to say Edward's right to resist her advances? Right, and they're not. It's not Christian values. It's yeah. one hundred and ten year old values. It's because you didn't used to just have sex before marriage back in the nineteen. What was the word you used? I don't understand that. Uh, we sports. I said we sports. Oh, okay. 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 That's what okay. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because the Wii, the Wii wasn't invented. Yeah, the, they didn't you had to actually go bowling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, had to, you had to play actual <laughs> tennis. Um, but yeah, it's. It, uh, I just don't understand this scene. And, and Wii Sports brings me to my next point, which is, man, vampire fight face, huh? Yeah. Woof. Through the whole movie, everybody... Like, it's just so bad. It's really bad. The army of newborns? They're... Uh, they're they did effectively it for free. zombies. Huh? They did it for free. I don't think they were paid. Yeah. I think they just found people. I think you're yeah. probably right. There's like, you Because it's be not one of those things like in, in uh, Star Wars prequels where you can say, is that Keira Knightley? Wow. Right. It's right. not like yeah. in Force Awakens, you're like, is that Daniel Craig? Right. Yeah. And it's like, is that. Is that the girl I saw at Hot Topic yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about the girl with the hat on? Yep. Yeah. Victoria's wearing a t shirt dress with leggings and a jacket. Well, that's. That's so vamp, dude. It's really her style. It is I think so that was crazy vamp, vamp right? That's incredibly like, I mean, like, vamp. Man, I just when I, when people ask me like, "What's your what's your general style?" I'm just like, "Uh, new age vamp." I typically, I typically go for for full on early 21st up. century vamp. New age vamp. New age I mean, vamp cannot 
not be something. It's got to be a thing, huh? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking that up. Well, well, keep going. And while you're looking that up, um, I mean, the Twilight Fashion Corner is getting pretty full right now, huh? <laughs> Between all the jackets and uh, different uh, t-shirt dresses, and, yeah, and, and, and then it's jorts. Rough. Jorts on the werewolves is getting Dude, pretty good. So many jort wolves. You, I think you said it a couple of episodes ago. This is the series which, to me, more than anything else, looks exactly like the time yeah, in which it came 1, out. Like it, it's chronologically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, can we, we'll share this. Um, can we share this on Instagram? I don't think I feel comfortable sharing that on Instagram. No, we have to. I found a new age vamp. And he's, oh, instead of holding a liquor bottle, it's a bottle of blood. Bottle of blood. Ew. Okay. Show it to me one more time. Oh, I, I, I gotta it. see it. Who did this? Well, he looks. His face looks like Carlisle. Oh my gosh, it kind of does. Looks Is like this Car- Carlisle back in the. It it honestly looks like Carlisle combined with Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> oh man, Carlisle the Blood Hunter. That's our new series. New Age Vamp. There's also a lot of pictures of the Smith kids, Will Smith's children. <laughs> they kind of dress New Age Vamp though, don't they? Sometimes yeah, I, I guess, guess so. Do. Like you do sometimes, Grandpa? Yeah, 100%. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry for that aside. Okay, so what happens after the battle? Almost nothing. Yeah. Um, we have um, Jacob is Owie. Yeah, Jacob is hurt. Jacob's like, oh, I'll love you forever, Bella. And she's like, until, I, until my heart stops beating. He's like, maybe even then. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool, I guess. Boo. Um, that's, that's a good time. What else happens in this movie? Okay. So I remembered and definitely didn't look at Wikipedia and edit that out. Uh, what happens you know next I feel about Wikipedia. is that, uh, so Bella does visit Jacob, right? And she, she goes, does. she goes to tell him that she's choosing Edward. She does. And that's when he gives his wonderful declaration of love for her forever. He does. So really the only thing that happens after that is that Bella and Edward go to the meadow and Bella's like, we'll do things your way. Everything has to happen. We'll do things your way. We'll get married. Meet me in the meadow, my love. And then, wait, no. That happens before because she already has the ring when they're up on the mountain because Jacob hears her. Not my dude. Yeah, she already has the ring. She already has the ring, but I'm telling you, the last thing that happens in this movie, Bella and Edward go to the meadow where she tells him she's decided to do things his way. Get married, have a normal That's honeymoon, true. then be transformed into a vampire. That's fine, but they've already had this conversation. Because the second right. time they have the same conversation. Well, exactly. Yes. There's only one conversation they can have, and it's, I love you, but I don't want to, but I want to. This is this whole series so far. So this, the the arguably the worst part of this movie, and I'm kind of wishing I'd saved my super dump for this, is when Bella gives her reasoning for being okay with being a vampire. When she stands up and says, I've never fit in anyway. Oh my gosh. I've never had a normal life. That's just not possible for me. I only feel alive when I'm with you. And she mentioned something about tripping and falling worst. a lot too. Because she's clumsy. I want you guys, one of you, those, you're a synopsis guy, just to kind of revisit the synopsis of the first episode, of the first movie, of just Twilight. And let's let's really dissect what new veins have been added. What, um, well, what, Jacob's got some new veins. He's got lots of new veins. And muscles. Hang on. His neck has more muscles than I do. I've, I noticed in this movie more than any of the other ones how often he clinches his jaw. You have ruined it for me. Not Between that there was line. much to ruin. Between every line. But like, I tried to do it. Dude must just chew gum 24-7 because I can't get it to do it. Yeah. Like, watch me. It's not. You're really trying right now? Yeah. Yeah, not happening. You're not Jacob. So IMDb, the official synopsis for Twilight 1 Bella Swan has always been a little bit different. Never one to run with the crowd. Bella never cared about fitting in with the trendy girls at her Phoenix, Arizona high school. Her mother remarries. Is that established? No. Her mother remarries and Bella chooses to live with her father in the rainy little town of Forks, Washington. Things change when she meets the mysterious and dazzlingly beautiful Edward Cullen. For Edward is nothing like any boy she's ever met. Um, Basically, find out he's a vampire. Uh, To Edward, Bella is the thing that he's waited 90 years for, a soulmate. But the closer they get, the more Edward must struggle to resist the primal pull of her scent, which could send him in an uncontrollable frenzy. Somehow or another, they will have to manage their unmanageable love. 
So that's that's the synopsis for the six and a half hours we've watched of Twilight. Yeah, literally. That's no, exactly what I thought was going to happen. No new information has been added. There's nothing except new. for vampires and werewolves are racist against each other. Right, except for adding Jacob, which also we don't think has to be there right now. No, or ever, yeah. or ever. I stick with or ever. Really, you think it'd be better without werewolves? Yep. Wow. I agree. I think we need one supernatural thing and like let's really focus on that. Or better without is, vampires. Yeah, like yeah, these are two one. separate stories that have been combined. This is, the, this is less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Pick one. I mean, because it's not like werewolves and vampires go hand in hand. Go together. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you ha- they're together in the same stories. This is a story classically. about ghosts and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because exactly. of See? course it is. Yeah. It's almost like Alien versus Predator. It's like they took two popular things and put them together to fight each other. Right, but like... Yeah. This, That's this, a better movie, though. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's not like having elves and dwarves in your movie. Yeah, right. Right, oh, because exactly. those... That's exactly. so good. Those go together. I, right. There was something in the back of my mind to where there were these racist tones in a fantasy world, but it was done really yeah. well, and it's Lord of the Rings. It's not like... I mean, because elves and dwarves, they're together in the same stories. Yeah. Vampires are their own stories, and they've got their own deal. And werewolves are their own stories and they've got their own deal. And you take away, like, That's really good. there's no mention of silver bullets or crucifixes or garlic or any of the things that make either of these so monsters individually interesting. Yeah. They're not vampires and they're not werewolves. Yeah, th- this really isn't a vampire story. No, she's just made these own creatures and they're, they have some of the characteristics of vampires. And then these Native Americans can shapeshift. And so we're calling them werewolves. Right, yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really seem to have anything to do with the full moon. It doesn't really seem to have, like, yeah. they don't lose control when they become the wolf. Like, here's the deal that would be cool if you're going to call your first movie Twilight and it's about the story of a vampire falling in love with a mortal. He's got to stay away from her at Twilight because he will ravenously devour her every day at Twilight. So they've got to figure out a way to be apart. If you're calling the next movie Twilight Eclipse, they've got, there's a, solar eclipse coming and the whole world is going to be in twilight for a long time. So she's got to get as far away from him as she can. If you want to include werewolves, then the werewolves only transform into wolves on days of a solar eclipse or Or a lunar eclipse. Let's make a spinoff. Let's make a werewolf spinoff from from the Twilight series. And then later on, let's have an Avengers where they all come together. Exactly. If you want to talk about vampires and werewolves done correctly and done in an interesting way in the modern world, I don't think you have to look any farther than what we do in the shadows. I honestly was in that moment more interested in listening to what y'all were talking about than the six and a half hours I've spent on this story. That was so interesting, and And I I would watch that. I think that's been the biggest problem, is I don't know that I've ever watched a movie series more where I was just like, wrong, that was wrong, everything you're doing is wrong. Yeah, that's not the best way to do this idea. Like, uh, and I don't, I genuinely mean this, I don't typically watch movies and look for parts where I'm like, I could do that better, I could do that better. I really don't. But this movie, I'm just like, how? How are you How are you swinging and, and you missing it? everything? That's what's so tough is that maybe I'm upset that it could have been so much better for how much, like how successful it was. Like it could have been more successful. Right. Because, but the thing is, the books are this way too. That's what I'm saying. But like the writer has done all, she's made, she has made all the right moves to get all the hearts and souls. No, all, <laughs> in writing to get who she wanted to be her demographic, which is just very much, yeah, women Pre-teens. between the age of this and that. But she was just a few simple moves away from also having a bunch of dudes be cool with it too. Yeah. Because you are using monsters. Like you had a chance yeah. for this to be a really cool thing for guys. Maybe they try and do it in the movies with some gore and creative fighting to like get us hooked to want to see the next one. I think that's an... I think that's a misunderstanding of what makes various people interested in things. So, and I think that's where you're heading. Right, exactly. With that is like, is like I think her swing. Places. I think her swing in a miss was the idea that only girls are interested in love stories. So let's make it as lovey as possible to get the girls. Right. And only dudes are interested in fighting. So let's make it as fighty as possible. Like I feel like that is a misunderstanding of who is interested in things, yep. rather than just like people are interested in good stories. And I feel like that's where the mark was first missed. Maybe and that's continues it. To Maybe be conceptually, this is just reductive. I think it is. Is it bad yeah. because we don't have one of the main skeletal, like spinal parts of a good story in this? Is that we can't really define what is the good versus what evil? I think so. I think the problem is well, the 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 bad guys are just different versions of the good guys here. But is it the ultimate evil? Can we find what the ultimate evil in the story is? Bella. The decision is the decision. The ultimate evil. It's Bella. 
Yeah, it's tough. I, it's it's Bell not is defined. the villain. In my head, Canon Bell is the villain of this story. And Guys, the, there's two more episodes. Two I more movies. Believe that. I know. And uh, if I remember correctly, I disliked Breaking Dawn parts one and two the worst of all when I read and watched them. Oh my them. gosh. I know. Part two is normally the best reviewed. Okay. So I have some hope there. Okay. Maybe it's because a bunch of critics were glad it was over. That could be it. Yeah. Maybe. I know I will be. Yeah. I was hoping for our Fast and Furious turning point. I don't think it's going to happen. With I don't think guys it's going to happen. Either. I really don't. I'm struggling to think of a movie I've disliked more than this. So this series ended in 2011, and there have been no attempts to make any more. Like they, did, they didn't even branch off like some good series will. Yeah. Even like Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw coming out. It's like, she let's wrote just other take books, characters though, yeah. people loved. She wrote another book though, right? Did What'd she, she write? That was like Twilight from Edward's perspective. What? No way. Yeah. No. Yes. Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. No. That's real. Wrote it on Blackberry, posted it online. People said that, that she should publish it, couldn't publish it with the Twilight characters' names, went and replaced all of their names with different names and took the vampire stuff out and then released this the book series. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was I was correct. Um, upon completion of the fourth entry in the series, Stephanie Meyer indicated that Breaking Dawn will be the final novel to be told from Bella Swan's perspective. Midnight Sun was to be a companion novel to the series. It would be a retelling of the events of the novel Twilight, but from the perspective of Edward Cullen. Wow. Meyer had hoped to have Midnight Sun published sometime shortly after the release of Breaking Dawn, but after an online re- leak of a rough draft of its first 12 chapters, Meyer chose to delay the project indefinitely. Wow. But the rough chapters of Midnight Sun are available on her website. In 2015, Why do I, read that? I really, really. Hey, here's read a better that. one. In 2015, she published a new book in honor of the 10th anniversary of the franchise titled Life and Death Twilight Reimagined. The genders of the original protagonists are switched. So it's a boy that falls in love with she's, a girl vampire. She is yeah. the Nick Cage of authors. Yeah. Okay. Unpack that. She's doing anything to help pay the bills. Okay. She's like, I've done enough to where people are going to publish this. So Chelsea and I watch a lot of Bravo. Much like it's, if you like The Bachelor and that kind of stuff, you're going to love any Desperate house, like not Desperate Housewives, Real Housewives show. Okay. okay. There's a character on one of the Real Housewives, Real Housewives of New York City, who made an album, but it's only because of who she was as a celebrity. Sure. For someone to say, yeah, good job. We'll, we'll super produce this. And if you pay us, we'll make this what you want to make it because we too know it will make money. It won't look good on our resume, we'll make but we will make dollars. money. That's that's yeah. the Nick Cage effect. Fair enough. And that's this actress, this author. Fair enough. Yeah. Look, I'm over talking about this. It's time to rate this movie, right? Blair, can yep. we? Please? Okay, thank goodness. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have devised the perfect rating system using science. You science. know, the one from school. And uh, it goes a little something like this. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. After that, rent it. That's followed by stream it and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God God hath forsaken forsaken us. us. I'll go first. God hath forsaken us. Easy, no contest, hated every moment of this movie. It was so hard to watch. I I hate how down I'm being right now, but man, this movie was brutal. And I'll follow my first ever on the podcast, God has forsaken us, with a second. There we go. God has forsaken us. There we go. It is. I, I really loved the part of this podcast to where Doge read the synopsis of the first movie, only to confirm we have gotten nowhere yep. in four and a half hours after the first one ended. Yep. Nowhere. What a waste of time. And I, as much as I'm offended by Taylor Lautner's fame, that is a microcosm to the, to the fame that brings offense called Twilight, that yep. whole series, that it continues to make. Overall, it made almost $3 billion. It's too many dollars. I want to go ahead and join in and officially make this our worst reviewed movie as a podcast. Wow. We've been forsook, boys. Wow. God has forsaken us. Is that that the first time that ever happened? This is the first time we've been triple forsaken. My goodness. Easy breezy, beautiful (laughs) werewolf jorts of a choice. Suicide Squad? Nope. No. It was was Doja's favorite movie of all time. No, that's not true. But I I reviewed it higher than I should have in retrospect. But this movie, I think 
I think this is one that deserves to be our worst reviewed movie, right? Yeah. At least until the next Twilight. Well, Genuinely, the Hallmark movies were better than this. Yeah, we reviewed those movies better than we reviewed I this. I would even venture to say that if you're talking to Twilight fans and you ask them what's the plot of the third one, the one smack dab in the middle, they probably couldn't tell you. Or they'll give you pieces from the ones before and the ones after. Yeah. Because I, well, that's I, all that exists. Yeah. I don't think this is egregious right now, what we've done. I, don't think I, so need, a, I need a Twihard update. How does Callie feel about this? Um, she, she didn't so much like this one. Okay. Um, okay. She definitely didn't dislike it. As, she's deriving a lot of joy from how miserable I am watching these movies. <laughs> okay. I think that's where her enjoyment is mostly coming from. Okay. Cool. But I will say... The most disgusting part of this whole thing to me is that they still somehow managed to split the last book into two movies. I know. Was that? Do you guys think that was a response to Deathly Hallows? Yes. Like, yeah. Was that a plan all along? Because this this one came out a few months before Deathly Hallows Part One. Probably. Yeah, I think so. I think that was a total response move. Same as splitting the last Hunger Games up. I think they were like young adult young adult franchises the have last to do one that. Has to be, has split. To be two yeah. parts. I think yeah. You're right. There's just too much to get done in two hours. Are you talking about like? Callie watching it and loving watching you squirm. Yeah. Like there's definite movies that I know that Chelsea would squirm in, but it's not because it's not good. It's just not Chelsea. Right. Right. And right. so that's, and I want to reiterate and trust me, there's been plenty of times where I'm having to check myself to be like, okay, I don't want to be ignorant. Right. And I don't want this to just be, I don't want to bash it for the sake of it being fun, but I'm, I'm telling you in the minute dissection of, this is not good. Right? Yeah. we. This on, is not good. On our show, we typically like to tell people, like what you like, find the art that speaks to you sure. and love that with your whole heart. I cannot in good conscience recommend <laughs> that you do that with Twilight because well, I mean, it is you, so word, bad. Emphasis on the word art. Yes. So I would still recommend fight the art. Find the art that, that you, moves if you. If you love Twilight, love Twilight. Just know that we disagree on Just this Just love it quietly because <laughs> I hate it. Love it in your corner. <laughs> oh my goodness. To end this episode, I would like for us each to name one famous monster that we could throw into the mix that would completely change the flow of this third movie. I'm in. I'm so in for this idea. Can we talk about how we would change that monster to disrespect its existing lore and make it fit into Twilight franchise? You know what? Yes. Okay. We're going, we're going to each pitch... A 10-second pitch for a movie monster that could have its entire thing completely destroyed by a movie like Twilight. Yeah. Okay. I'm Jordan, and I would make Cthulhu a sixth-grade math teacher who erased the minds of any students who came in thinking they already knew how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Doge, and mummies are now fashion designers in New York City <laughs> who boldly use toilet paper as a fashion accessory. So it's funny that the tent was on the top of a mountain at the end of this one. Sure. Did you did you catch the name of that mountain? No. It's actually the Misty Mountain. Is it? And <laughs> I thought you could say Mount Rushmore. <laughs> That's no. my favorite monster. And there happens to be in a very old cabin on the top of this mountain a dragon named Smaug. Oh. Who decides to side with the werewolves and vampires. He's also Bella's dad. <laughs> Charlie Smaug. Charlie Smaug. Swan, because Swan backwards and in a mirror and through like some cloudy water is smell. Mm. If you just, if you, just, and if you think about it, aren't we all? Aren't we all just smell? Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.